Has anybody seen this picture before, this image? Yeah, who, who is it? Who's the image of? You don't know about that image. Well, I'll tell you for, real quick. Who, who is this up here on the image? Jesus. It's Jesus. It's an image. It's a very special image of Jesus. And can anyone read those five words at the bottom of the image? Five, right here. Jesus, I trust in you. Don't ever forget that, okay, boys and girls? Okay. All right, good. Okay, it sounds like a deal right here. Okay, okay. All right, the, the end. I'm, I'm done with my homily. See you, see you next Sunday. <laughs> see you in a month at the next children's homily. <laughs> Jesus, I trust in you. Maybe we're scared or, or afraid at night or bedtime prayers. First thing in the morning. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me get up this morning and have a good night's sleep. Help me, Jesus. Help me today. Help me with, with maybe school. Help me to be a good boy or girl. Jesus, I trust in you. And it's a good prayer, and it's a wonderful prayer for the grown-ups. Jesus, I trust in you. Why? Why? Do we have an enemy out there? Yes. Who, who is, does not want us to follow Jesus? The devil, right. The de not to scare you kids, but Jesus is greater and more powerful, a million infinity times more powerful than the devil. But we, he is a prince, we could say, of the world. Jesus is king. The prince never has more power than the king. Amen to that? To, who's king? You're right. Jesus is king. And who do we trust in? The king. Who do we trust in? Jesus, I trust in you. Okay. So, there's a real enemy of Jesus and an enemy of us. That's the devil. Okay. In our gospel today, I don't know if you heard it, Deacon Mike proclaimed the gospel for us, and we heard about this man who was sick, and it started with an L. The word was, it started with an L. Did anyone catch that? Leprosy. Leprosy is a, do we have any doctors or nurses in here? It's actually a bacteria infection. I didn't realize that. I thought it was viral. It's a bacteria infection. Uh, what is the, the Latin on it? The bionome? Yeah, my, myobacterium leprae. Okay, and, in, and that's a Latin phrase. It doesn't mean anything to you kids. But uh, the bacterium is from a Greek word meaning scale. I didn't know that. Leprae or lepis in Greek means scale. And what this disease, this bacteria, back in Jesus' day, it's very uncommon today. It does exist. It's a, it's a bacterial disease. A lot of times in Africa, I read... Uh, Asian countries, sometimes in Brazil, very, very, very rare in the U.S. And it rarely even call, manifests as symptoms and diseases. Sometimes it takes 20 years, I read. Okay, anyway, it's not that critical today. It's not that important of a disease today. But in Jesus' day, it was very serious. Okay, we have better medicine today to take care of it. Okay, in Jesus' day, if you were a leper, if you had leprosy, this disease on your skin... Which was, has anyone ever caught poison ivy? Right, okay, some of you, any, any really bad, are you really allergic to poison ivy, anybody? Like where you might even have to go see the doctor and get medication, maybe even get a shot, or prednisone, get a steroid. Some of us grown-ups maybe? Okay, yeah, and you've seen it maybe swelled up if you ever caught it on your face, or ever seen anyone with a real bad case of poison ivy. I was trying to think of what would be a good comparison today, where you get red rashes on your skin, or maybe chicken pox. Maybe that's a better one. Anyone catch chicken pox yet? 
No, maybe it's not as common. Any doctors explain that to me afterwards. Okay, okay, it's, it's like chicken, like red bumps and sores, for an example. It also, this, this disease, leprosy, gets in your, can, can even cause blindness or mild blindness uh, in your eyes, your nasal passageways, and all this. It's, so it's not a fun disease to catch. Not, no disease is a fun disease to catch. But in Jesus' day, the people who had leprosy, they would put them away. They would put them in another community, a village or a cave. They had to live separate from everybody else because they didn't want anybody else to catch it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But what happens with this man who has leprosy today? A couple neat things happen today. Did anyone hear what Jesus said or did and what the man did? What was the first thing? What, well, let's go with what Jesus did first. What did Jesus do first? The man who has leprosy comes to Jesus and... Right, he kneels. the 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 sick man kneels. Jesus cleanses him, and then what were you going to say, bud? Um, he reaches. Jesus is, reaches out. What? Jesus takes his away. He does say. Say Jesus re reaches out. Say you're the man, and Jesus does this. He reaches out his his hand. Jesus reaches to the man. Jesus, the man came to Jesus, and then Jesus helps him. He literally reached out his hand physically. Then what did he do? Jesus stretched out his hand, and then what did he do? Did he keep his distance? Was he afraid of the man, like way over here, and, oh, you're sick, I don't want to get near you? No. What did he do? He actually, what? He did that. He touched him, but he probably grabbed him, picked him up. We don't know exactly what he did. Did he pray with him and lay his hands on him? And then what happens after that? The leprosy, the germs, the disease, the bacteria, what happened? What happened to it? went away. It, it immediately. It went away immediately. It was a miracle. Not magic. It's a miracle. This is for real. The miracle left the sick man like that. Quicker than a snap of the fingers. Quicker than a blink of an eye. Blink your eyes real fast. Quicker than that. Quicker than a flash of lightning. It was gone. Jesus healed him that fast. Can Jesus do that? Can Jesus do that? And we, we, do we trust that he can do that? Do we have faith that Jesus can heal? Yes, amen. Is Jesus really here today? Where is Jesus right now? In the tabernacle. You see him pictured here on the cross, on the crucifix. But he is truly present in the, whole, in the tabernacle, when, have any of you kids received your first Holy Communion yet? A few of you. We receive Jesus in the Eucharist. His body, His presence, His heart, His sacred heart is truly present here. Every single day, every Sunday, Jesus is here. He's hidden. It's, um, he's in disguise, almost like we could maybe say a costume. Jesus is, wearing, Jesus is there, he's wearing a costume in the bread and the wine. It's a great, great mystery. Parents, adults, do I totally get it? No, it's a great mystery. But it is for real. Why? How? Because Jesus said so. If he said, if he healed him, and said, if he healed and touched him, that sick man, if he healed the blind man, the man born blind, with another story we'll hear on another Sunday, or the man who's paralyzed and can't even walk, he's so crippled, Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. He says, even goes further and he says, your sins are forgiven. Only God can forgive sins. Only Jesus can forgive sins. How can any of this be? Because the five words right here. Ready? 
How can it be? How can this be for real, a miracle? Because, Jesus, I trust in you. One more time. Jesus, I trust in you. Those five words, okay? Last time, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus can heal any sickness, any infirmity. Can he forgive our sins? Yes, yeah, so some of you that received First Communion, you went to confession. How do we get our sins forgiven after baptism, after you're seven years old? How do we, I just gave you a hint, how do we get our sins forgiven? How do we get our sins forgiven? Those guys that, raise your hand if you receive your First Holy Communion. How did you get your sins forgiven? When you went to see the priest. Confession, confession. The other word, reconciliation. Okay, Jesus, if he can heal the man with leprosy, can he forgive our sins? Yes, he said so. He said to do it. And then what else happened after that? Jesus, grown-ups, or maybe the kids, what did you, who did Jesus say to go see? Who did he say to go speak to at the church but the temple? Yeah, the, amen, the priest. Jesus sent the sick man who was now healed to see the priest. So the comparison, grown-ups and kids, is obviously about Jesus forgiving sins and reconciliation and confession. Jesus can heal, and he wants to heal. When we come to him into the confessional, especially, this is actually a very good reading for all of us to think about with Ash Wednesday coming up. Lent is starting this week. So we need, grown-ups, we all need, we have a good parish here, a lot of you come to confession, but if you haven't been to confession in in a while, matter of fact, every Lent, we are supposed to go to confession. We all need to go to confession. I go to confession. Father Eric goes to confession. Why? Because we're all human. We're all sinners. We all make mistakes. We all need healing. We all need that deep inner healing. Yes, one question. What is confession? Confession is when I go in, or you go in, someone goes in to see the priest and ask God, for His mercy, His divine mercy. We confess our sins. That means we say our sins. We tell our sins to God. We tell God, tell Jesus, I'm sorry for doing this. I'm, I'm sorry for disobeying my mom or dad or not listening. I'm sorry for saying a bad word or talking back or maybe not turning off the video games or the tablet right away when mom calls us to dinner or sorry for misbehaving. Sorry for not being good. That's what we would confess when we're kids. Grown-ups, it gets probably a little more detailed or in-depth. Uh, but we, why? Because we are all human and we all make mistakes. That, and Jesus gave us this sacrament because he wants to heal us. Does Jesus want us to be sick? Does he want us to be sick on the inside? And that's what sin does. It makes us like leprosy on the inside. And you can't see it, but sin makes us sick interiorly on the inside. And sin will destroy us. And actually, you can even compare it to the outside. If we have a lot of dark sin, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to be happy people. And grown-ups can understand that. If we're carrying heavy mortal sins on our heart and minds and soul, we're really not, and our face is going to show it. We're not going to be at peace. We're going to be in turmoil. Okay, so this is a good reminder 
boys and girls old enough and then teenagers and grown-ups, this is a good reminder for Lent coming up to make a good confession. We have a lot of Ash Wednesday services. Check the bulletin for the details. And we have extra masses this Lent. We're going to have a 6.30 daily mass. Maybe consider coming to one of the daily masses during the week, grown-ups, before work. Um, and then make a good confession. Our mother... I'm not talking about our mom at home, or our mom here. I'm talk, not, not Mary in heaven. I'm not talking about our, the Blessed Mother. But the mother of the church. Our church is like a mother. And our mother says, moms know best, right? Right? <laughs> Boys, moms know best. Girls, moms know best, right? Okay, they do. Okay, moms know best. And our church is mother, and she says, we need to make a confession every Lent. So that's more for those older than, set, older than nine years old. We need to make a good confession. Okay, why? Jesus wants to heal us. He loves us. We trust in him. He said so. Amen? Okay, boys and girls, stand up. We'll say a quick prayer, and we're going to go back to our seats, and we're going to continue with the holy sacrifice of the Mass, where Jesus becomes truly present. The bread, mysteriously, miraculously, and the wine turn into who? Jesus. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, please bless these children. Open their hearts and minds. Keep them safe, protected from all evil. Help them follow you and you alone. Amen. One last time. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. God bless you.